0: You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: It's so weird too, like, when I first got engaged, all my friends are like, oh my God, let me see your ring. Where's that bling? Can I see that diamond? And I don't understand why other ladies get a lady boner for someone else's jewelry. Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm anti-diamond, I have a very simple wedding band, because I saw this crazy documentary about these kids in West Africa who every day had to walk up a mountain and, just kidding, he's broke, oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God, that got so real. Got like Nancy Grace real. Whatever guys, you know what they say, white gold is forever. No, I do love Mima man though, he's so nice. I feel like he's gonna kill me in my sleep. He's so nice, you know, he's like too nice. He always wants to like go for a walk in a forest. I'm like, no. He, um, he makes me feel like a Kardashian. You know what I mean? Just special for no reason. <laughs> oh, you guys are fans.
2: This is Stand Up with Tom Takar. I am Tom Takar, of course, and you just heard Michelle Buteau from her Comedy Central Presents. I love that special, and I love that bit. Michelle is such a killer. I love her. She's got a very unique voice, and I love her take on, on marriage. That I watched that whole chunk about her getting married a few times, and uh, I'm a big fan of it. Very unique. Very unique. And she's a killer, man. I saw her. Uh, I saw her to show once in Brooklyn, where I was. I was on the show too, and it was one of those weird nights where there was just an annoying fucking table. There's there, sometimes, especially at some of these bar shows. This is a packed show, and everybody's looking into it like this is gonna be crazy. And then there's just one table that wants to fuck it up. And there was there's one table that just would not shut up. They wanted the whole show to be about them. And it's it was irritating, but nobody kind of took the ball and went after him. I mean, some people did, but it's a fine line between being mean to somebody, especially like a young drunk woman who is, uh, feels like, how dare you say anything to me. Um, but Michelle came up. And these girls were very wooey at her and she was not having, she took them apart so hard and so in such a way that was funny without seeming too angry and everybody was on her side and it made the whole room like lose it. And I've, I've, I've just, it's, it was a nice moment to see a comic just destroy a room that seemed like it was going to be a huge pain in the ass. Uh, really love Michelle Buteau. Um, I am joined as always by producer extraordinaire Coach T. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, I've been watching a ton of comedy on uh, on Comedy Central's website this week. Also, just in my own life, but uh, Comedy Central doing something cool. I don't know if they started doing this before quarantine stuff, but they've been doing it for a while now. Uh, they're po- they're posting full specials on Comedy Central YouTube, the stand up channel. So Comedy Central Stand-Up uh, Channel, under full specials, you can see a ton of stuff. Mark Norman's uh, Don't Be Yourself, full special Hannibal Burris Animal Furnace, Wanda Sykes tongue-tied, uh, I just got tongue-tied, Wanda Sykes <laughs> tongue-tied, uh, Trevor Noah, Lost in Translation, there's a ton of them on here, Tracy Morgan, Kristen Schaal, it's a lot of good stuff that's all free, you don't need to log in or any of that stuff, and uh, it's it's a lot of really good stuff. Some of the stuff I've played from it, like last week. I played Dion Cole special. You can see that whole thing there. Uh, some of the half hours are fully on there. I, it's it's a lot of good stuff. So if you like this show, you'll definitely like scrolling through there. Uh, like, subscribe, share to that channel, and same with this pod. If you've been enjoying it, uh, share it with a friend. How about it? Um, and give it a little review. I really appreciate all the positive reviews. I know I say that at the top of every show, but it's because I mean it. I really like it. Uh, it's it's it makes me feel nice and it makes it feel like uh people are listening and uh and appreciate the show um and i hope i i get you into people i've been really liking messages from people who are hearing somebody they haven't heard and they they go i'm a, i'm now a big fan of this person i've i bought all their shit if you like somebody buy their shit that helps them a lot um i've i've played some comics on here who you might not know of, or you might know the gnome know really well and don't know the material, or you know it and you just like to be reminded, uh, as is the case with some of the comedians I play. Um, but if you have uh, somebody you want to be played, send me an email at suttpod at gmail.com, or go ahead and send me a DM or something, quarantine time, I got all the time in the world to check this shit, and I like doing it, so uh yeah send send messages it's t-h-a-k-k-a-r if you don't want to check your uh the podcast you are listening to's title right now um uh, you can you can message any of those i like uh yeah if there's a certain comic you want to hear all that good stuff send them over and uh i had a really good time picking clips for this week because uh i like i said i've been watching a ton of comedy it's fun To be able to go through these, and uh, one of them, I was—I've been kind of saving this because I'm not sure how much comedy fans have heard this already, but um, I'll get to it in a second. The first clip I I picked is my buddy Emmy Blotnick, one of the funniest people uh, on the planet, and this is from her Comedy Central half-hour special. She's she's just so funny, and she's somebody who I heard a lot about before I moved to New York, and I remember being so excited to finally see her live because she just has such fun energy. She's one of the f- funniest people I know in person too, just off the cuff. Uh, you can check out on my other podcast, Stand By Your Band. She uh, defended Paris Hilton uh, and it was really, really funny. We talked about Ruben stuttered a lot. It was a great episode. So check that out. Um, the other clip that I picked for this week is from the legend himself, Dave Attell. And this is from, I decided to go with uh, some clips from his Comedy Central half hour because there were some bits on it that are not on his album, Skanks for the Memories, uh, which I've said it before on this podcast, I think is one of the most densely packed albums of all time. It's it's so many jokes in one hour and uh, we'll talk about it after you hear the clip, but um, this is Emmy Blotnick and Dave Attell.
3: to go out and see people and do stuff at night, and now, some nights I just stay in and read Amazon reviews of things I already own. I think I'm just looking for a sense of community, you know? I'm like, I wonder who else out there is mad about my blender. Yeah, yeah, Rick F. from Iowa is right. The puree setting really is more of a fine chop. I think Amazon just knows me too well now. Like, my recommendations have become such a bummer. Every time I go on now, it's like, because you enjoyed the book Fatherless Women, I'm like, oh, Amazon, don't even finish that sentence. (laughs) And by the way, I wouldn't say I enjoyed Fatherless Women. (laughs) Now, sometimes I I try to throw it off my scent a little bit by clicking on cool stuff, you know? Try to make it think I have a cool life. Put in an hour or two clicking on like snowboards and big boxes of big condoms. I just want Amazon to think I'm busy hitting the slopes in my magnums, you know? That's right, Amazon, mama got a big old dick. I just hope next time I go on, I just want it to be like, because you bought a thousand extra large condoms, we thought you might like to hang out sometime. <laughs> hey, come grab a brewski with your old boy, Amazon. <laughs> so, you know, the other night, Amazon and I were dp in this chick. And uh, <laughs> a kid, I was reading fatherless women. I told you, no. Oh. I, uh, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Do You guys ever do this? I, I, was, I was like, all right, tonight I'm, I'm going to bed early. Early bedtime for me, eight o'clock, full night's rest. And then the sun was coming up and I'm like, why am I reading Kelly Clarkson's discography? Where did the night go? I did, oh, I fell deep into a Google hole. I ended up spending most of the night reading about one of her producers, this guy named Max Martin. Do you guys know who he is? A few, all right, cool. Well, the rest of you strap in. Cause I know everything. So if you don't know, Max Martin is a 46 year old Swedish music producer and he writes and produces all the pop music. I didn't know it was all coming from one guy, but it pretty much is. Like he made all the 90s shit you like, like Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys, all the dry hump and classics and some good new stuff, too. He wrote and produced songs on the last two Taylor Swift albums, the Katy Perry Teenage Dream album. He has $300 million, according to Google, and I don't think that's enough. So, basically, Max Martin is the reason I've ever tried on a halter top, you know? Didn't work out for me, but he made me think it could. He writes all the songs that you can't escape. You know, the ones that just sort of seep into your brain whether you want them there or not. Like, I never wanted to learn the lyrics to California girls, but I've had to wait for a prescription before. So, you know, now I know it all. But I just, it made so much sense once I saw how many songs he's responsible for. I'm like, oh, this is why all the pop songs sound the same. This is why every pop song is like, I'm a little lamb with big old titties. Because it's all written by this Swedish guy, and English is his second language. Doesn't it make so much sense? Every day this dude wakes up and he's like, all right, Max, what a girl's like, what a girl's like, uh, lollipops, bikinis, time for lunch. Like, that's his day. It's just crazy. So I became obsessed with him. I started reading all these interviews with him. I read all these interviews with his Swedish songwriting colleagues. And one of them, they interviewed one of his guys and they were like, how do you write all these pop songs for women? And he said, every month we read Cosmo. Cosmo of all things like if you've ever read an issue of Cosmo you know it's like the worst representation of women in the world every tip in Cosmo is like chug a bottle of mouthwash and eat your boyfriend's butt and you're like this isn't my life and I didn't know what I was doing all those times I walked up to a newsstand and was like Cosmo, no thanks, I'm just gonna plug in my headphones and blast it directly into my brain. Like, I didn't know I was walking around listening to Cosmo. So I freaked out in the middle of the night. Oh, have you guys ever freaked out so hard you made a flow chart? <laughs> cool, cool, yeah, me neither, I wouldn't do that, no. I, I'm gonna try to walk you through this. Okay, so. I started listening to pop music from a very young age, and that was how I learned what it meant to be a sexy woman, not knowing that Max Martin and all the Swedish guys making the pop songs were reading Cosmo so they could be sexy women. Which means, for most of my life, I've been doing a bad impression of a middle-aged Swedish guy doing a bad impression of an American garbage woman which means my life is a lie. And then the sun came up and I was like, well, time for work. And I showed up all frazzled and everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, there's a man controlling the radio. He's telling me how short to wear my shorts. He's making me learn dance moves. I don't want to dance. He's making me blow dudes. I don't want to learn anything else about the music industry now. I don't don't want to find out that like all of Bjork's catalog was written by one gnome in the woods.
4: I know what women like. I know you're looking at me thinking, how does he know I know? I know what they like. Lots and lots of attention. You might call it stalking, but they love it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, come on. They'll try and fool you with a restraining order. Woo, oh, you got me. Hanging out in a bus station. Guy comes up to me, he's just got one tooth, just one. And he's not even taking good care of it, neither. You think when you only got one tooth is you take really good care of it, not this guy. He had his own agenda. He comes out to me, right? He's like, can I help you? Help me do what? Remember to brush and floss? What can you help me do? He's like, oh no, I thought you needed some directions. If I need directions, I'm not asking a man with one tooth. I'm asking a man with one leg. Cause he definitely knows the easiest way to get there. Am I right? Oh yeah. So why not? Why not, Wally, why not? If there's a shortcut, that one-legged guy knows where it is. You won't be hopping fences or climbing ladders. He'll get you right there. I like a man with one leg. I like that look. You like that look? I like it. The way they come up to you? Yeah. It look like they're gonna tell you something really important, you know what I'm saying? It's very slippery out today. The elevator's broken, that guy's got information. He's helping everyone. Thank you, one-legged man, thank you. It's all right. When you got one leg, you got a good story, right? When things are boring, you can always tell that one-legged story. Had to you lose that leg? It's always something really manly, right? Landmine 69. See, a guy with one arm, he's got a story too. Snowblower, bottle of whiskey. (laughs) You see a guy with one tooth? Where is the story there? What could the story be? Well, how did it happen? Well, I like a lot of taffy. (laughs) I got in a couple of fights in my time, right? You know what happens when you get in a fight sometimes? You wet your pants. (laughs) That's not because you're scared. That's just your balls telling your legs it's time to move out. (laughs) I'm getting into a fight with a guy, crazy man. After a show, it turns out he's an ex-Navy seal. These guys know how to fight on the land, sea, and in the air. There's no escaping them. And I'm doing all right until he starts fighting. Now it's really a brawl, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Anyhow, I wake up, I'm at home, I'm sitting on the toilet, crying. Not that kind of big girl we ran out of ice cream crying, either, I'm really crying. Thinking it's over, thank God I'm alive, tomorrow's another day, who comes swimming up the toilet? The Navy Seal man, right into my butt, making me do things. I like that story, because it starts really manly and ends kind of queer, that's the way I like it. You're thinking I'm homophobic. I hear it all the time. Dave, you're probably gay. What? Well, you talk about being gay, so you probably are gay. You probably secretly want to have sex with another man. And I say, listen, voice in my head. (laughs) I do not. How do you know you wouldn't like it? How do you know you wouldn't love it? I know I wouldn't like it or love it, because one time, during a terrible gardening accident, I sat on a cucumber, all right? It happens, yeah. You never see it on ER, but it's happening. Every eight minutes out there, someone's sitting on a cucumber or papaya if you live in Hawaii. You need programs. If that ever happens, you need two things and two things quick. A pair of ice tongs and a friend who can keep a secret. I got a little secret. I'm a fat pig, how's that? I'm getting fatter as we speak. I'm getting fat. This is giant, you can't see it cause I'm fat. I am fat everyone. Oh yeah. And the summertime is not fat man weather, I'll tell you that right now, right? You ever see a fat man in the summer? It always looks like he's trying to remember something really important, he's like... Oh, wait, I remember, I'm fat. I got it. I like a fat man in the cold. That's when he looks good, right? You see a fat guy in the cold, he's not fat. He just looks prepared. Look at him! He knows what he's doing. He's got supplies right on him. Ready for the winter months. You know what I like to do on a night like this? Sit in my apartment, playing my favorite apartment game. Find the smell. Have you ever played that game? Okay. I was playing, luckily it was me. You know what I'm saying? It was that kind of scary smell. I when I go over to someone's house and they got that air freshener smell, who are you fooling? I know you did something smelly. And now you don't want me to smelly it, all right? It's some kind of illegal odor out there, and I'm gonna get to the bottom of it, right? It's always some lemon-scented thing, right? Lemons, I'm in the bathroom, lemons. What is there, a, a lemonade stand in here somewhere? I'd like a glass of lemonade. And it never just smells like lemons, it always smells like lemons and ass, you know what I'm saying? Like a lemon ass. And nothing beats ass. Lemons is trying to catch up, ass is laughing. Ha! Ah. Never drink alone, that's what they say. But you know what, if you drink enough, you will never be alone, all right? People will find you. And that's when all the bad stuff happens, right? Just sitting around doing nothing, all right? You know what happened one time? Drunk, nothing to do. I end up doing what? My penis in my fish tank, all right? No, I did it just to show them who's boss, all right? They were getting a little uppity. Even the diver guy stopped bubbling. He's like, blah! Then they hit in the castle. And like all good times, it always ends when your grandma walks in, doesn't it? Get that (laughs) out of (laughs) everything! Time for supper! (laughs) I'm in there for the porno. I like a good porno movie. I'm even watching gay porno now. I'm running out of straight porno. I just pretend it's two straight guys I got there really early. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you're right, that is a great joke. <laughs> that one is good. If only it was a joke. <laughs> Some people are against porno movies and I say, hey, Ohio, Kentucky, and Iran. I say, hey. Whatever a man and a woman and another woman with a penis and a midget do to a donkey, that's their garst <laughs> <gosh> darn business. <laughs> Just masturbation, where's the harm in it? Where is the harm in it, I ask you? I masturbate. I do it like I think if I keep doing it, I'm gonna win something. That's the way I do it. <laughs> one shot, one kill. Two men enter, one man leave. There can be only one Highlander. Have you ever got caught masturbating, and I hope it doesn't happen to you? All right, now listen up, there's a lot of young people here. Listen up, this could save you a lot of years, all right? I'm telling you. This is what you do, you get caught masturbating, okay? Your fantasy world has collapsed on you, all right? Now it's just you and shame, hanging out together once again. This is what you do, first look surprised. And don't worry, you will be surprised. Uh, what's happening? Ah, oh, bad locksmith. <laughs> then say this, okay? Quick, get some help. My hand and penis are fighting. Get some help. A hot towel and a chicken burrito. This is a battle royale. Oh hey hey hey. Oh, hey, hey.
2: That was Emmy Blotnick and Dave Attell. I love that Emmy bit. The idea of trying to impress your Google is uh is very funny to me. I used to mess around with Google stuff a lot too because uh I had a job. I, I think I talked about this maybe in my half hour, but maybe not. But I this is true. I had a job where they would check our internet history all the time. What? And yeah, yeah, I was, they at least threatened it. They at least threatened it. And I had a job at, I used to have a job where I would be done with my work within, you know, an hour or two. And then I just kind of had the rest of the day to fuck off. I don't know if you've ever had a job like that, like a data entry sort of situation. No. Um, (laughs) It's, it's weird because it's, if you're, if you're a fast typer, you can get through your work pretty quickly, but you don't want to go home because then you would not be paid for your work. I think a lot of comedians do work like this because it gives you a chance to write. Um, but I maybe maybe I'm exaggerating at how little. Because sometimes I worked in an emergency department, so it was the thing where um, sometimes it would be very busy. We'd have you know 30 patients on the floor. Sometimes you'd have zero because I would work from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And so sometimes you know four in the morning you don't have anybody and i would have all this free time and i would mess around on the internet and at some point you get bored of espn and all that stuff so i would just go on amazon and uh read one star reviews of things that was a lot of my time and i went down this wormhole of uh reading there was like satanist books on there and i was like who's writing reviews for these what a weird (laughs) thing to do (laughs) <laughs> with your time, but uh, I ended up googling. Uh, I I remember Devil Books was in my um, my Google history, and part of it was that I was like, I really want to see what this guy who is looking at our internet history has to say about this. But he never confronted me. That's the that's the joy of uh, that's
0: crazy. So bits. they so they were like. Hey, be careful what you guys look at cuz we're going to go take a look at it sometime.
2: Yeah, well it was they ended up putting blockers on a lot of stuff because what it, what was happening is a lot of people were using time to look at Facebook that they could be in patient rooms and stuff like that. So, and maybe not it, it, I don't even think that it ever really was an issue of like they were they could have been doing something. I think that it was just a, a higher up thing where every once in a while, you know, the people, the supervisors or whatever, would walk around the floor and go like, oh, somebody's on Facebook. That doesn't look good to patients if they're walking around and they see Facebook up on one of the nurse's computers. <laughs> so and it's true. I mean, that's you don't want to see that. Yeah. Uh, so they blocked Facebook from people. Um, and so, yeah, it became a thing where they started monitoring it. And it makes sense if you're on the floor. Uh, but if you're someone like me, who's, uh, you know, cooped away. Uh, doing paperwork, it, it, I don't, I don't think it matters much. That job sounds terrible, it was not great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh but you know, it, it it paid the bills for quite a while, and uh, you know, it got me here, I guess. Is, not really. <laughs> but, <laughs> is, it, now,
0: is there any other reasons why you picked Emily? I thought that, uh, I was surprised by that. that pick so,
2: actually. uh, I picked Emmy because, uh, I just think she's super funny, I, I think her voice is. Is very very funny. And yeah, I, I agree. It was like it, uh,
0: her cadence was, was naturally funny.
2: Absolutely, and she just puts a smile on my face, man. I don't know uh, how to put it uh, otherwise, but she's always one of my favorite people to see. And like I said, I've I don't think I've ever hung out with Emmy where I'm not laughing uh, very very hard. Um, she's just she's one of the best hangs and one of the best uh, one of the best people. And I picked. Dave Attell as well. I thought they were kind of a funny juxtaposition to the two different uh, people because they're very different, but they're both, you know, they're both comedy seller comics. They're both, um, and they're both really funny, but, uh, Attell's is so much more loungy and like, it's part of the reason that I played part of the reason that I picked this clip, this group of clips is this is from his half hour special, uh, which is season two, I believe, of uh, the Comedy Central Presents series, and it's interesting to see him on TV doing this act because it's a very loungy nightclub act, and mm-hmm. it's I love it. I've, it's one of my favorite things about watching him at the cellar. He's he, and his act has obviously evolved a lot in you know twenty years. Do you think since he can? This he, has happened, but do you think he can get away with that now? on TV. I mean I see him I don't know about on TV. I think it depends on on because there's different versions of TV now. So he has, you know, if he's on Netflix or cable like television, cable, not yeah. the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe um I'm trying to think of examples of people. To be honest, like this stuff has changed so much, but I think that if he did a special on Comedy Central right now, he could probably get away with the same level of stuff but even even here though even on this special he changes stuff from the album because some of the stuff i'm sure he couldn't say on tv a lot of his stuff is very is very crude but it's it's all silly though like i think what i love about it is that he especially you can really hear it on the album but he comes up with all these characters and like creates this life for himself around the jokes and you almost picture this life that he's living that you're like there's no way anybody actually lives that life but he paints it so in such a fun way yeah he's that uh that i that i really like and he has all these friends that he that he comes up with and i was gonna play some clips from the album but i i think that because like i said i i the album is pretty easy to listen to it's it's uh, it's a it's a classic stand-up comedy album. It's a lot of people's go to favorite. Though. Yeah, it's a lot of people's go-to favorite. It's and the Sindler's List of, of comedy albums. <laughs> now, explain
0: that. <laughs> it's, it's like when you go to film school, there's like a couple films that they're like, you got to look at this, 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 right? Sindler's List and Shawshank Redemption. Uh, that's what it tells a Tell's album is. Did you just say Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> Redemption, Redemption. Okay, it's okay. like those movies, they're like teachable. Like, you know, they're perfect. Like there's no sure. holes in it. But it, I think that's interesting because I think, skanks for the memory is perfect but if he performed it on tv today network television
2: i don't i think he, I he don't wouldn't he, be able to do that he, eh, just, he sad, wouldn't man. be able to do that and he was never able to there was never a time when you could perform that album in whole on tv i don't think maybe on hbo or something or like something yeah. pay-per-view but i don't think that on network television you could have ever done that album yeah. in full because obviously there's the the element of like some people don't want to take the risk of somebody being offended but there's also the risk of there's also just limitations on how much you can say certain stuff and some of his stuff is pretty sexual but it's again it's it never feels crude with him to me because he's in this character yeah he has no it's all jokes everything is to serve a
0: joke no malice intent he's just he's he's just so funny you really respect him, you really respect his genius there uh I do have a like a question slash observation, so I don't feel like i I feel like a tell you're right, he can't be on t v but I also don't feel like his stuff he, i feel like he's so innocent and gentle he just like you just can't say those things like you know he's referring to says the r word i don't even know if you right. say that in the podcast but I'm, just, I'm I'm just like i'm like but he doesn't it doesn't seem political like you know like when you know when uh chapelle is doing something it's very political it's got you know he's trying to motivate people uh tell seems to be a, a little innocent and i just i'm i'm i don't know maybe i'm upset that that can't be on tv mainstream but I, you might be right it is something like i just shoot. think
2: i think he could i think he absolutely can be on tv it's not necessarily that he can't be on tv with his i want act him now. like I just that mean, though i just mean these specific jokes couldn't be on tv like this you know what i mean so
0: so here's a a, a mini story but slightly connected for some reason i made my wife watch all the terminators Every single one of them, except for the new one, but that's going to happen soon. Sure. And, and she was like, well, you know, you should watch Titanic and and I have a whole thing with Titanic. I really didn't like it. I went on a date, like in high school, come to find out that it was a love story. I felt bamboozled. So I watched. <sighs> Titan- hold on, hold on. We gotta <laughs> we gotta stop
2: for a second. You didn't know that Titanic no was a love story going? No, in? I didn't have any clue. Wasn't the trailer like ah, "I will always love you"? No, like the only no, trailer I saw uh, was the ship sinking, and it was so intense. I'm thinking of the bodyguard. Yeah. Uh, What's the song? There's like Celine Dion or some shit. No, nah, uh, nah, not the trailers that I saw. It was just, I saw a guy. Just, are a you fu- telling me that this, there's no way the trailer for the Titanic is just an old ship sinking? I even had I even had
0: to look it up and I was like, nah, they cut that shit different. <laughs> it was like on TV and it was just like, you know, iceberg right ahead. And it was like, the shit was breaking. I was like, yo, this is going to be nuts. I'm a, I love history shit. And I was just like three hours and nothing even crazy happened
2: that is a crazy movie to see on a date too oh my goodness it's too long was it a first date yeah i mean all my oh, dates that's- are first <laughs> damn so hard on yourself Chris. <laughs> when i was
0: in high school i only dated because i saw it on tv and i wanted to be like that guy um, yeah
2: that's interesting that uh the idea of dating and i i also like barely went on dates in high school and i i was just like i guess you go to a movie
0: yeah i thought um, it was weird i thought you're just supposed to you know might not be for the pot i thought you're just supposed to try to fuck girls but then i was like well <laughs> let me like try to date them and buying popcorn and some shit sure but, but but anyway so i watched i watched uh i watched titanic and when watching it and then leo starts drawing this chick and her tits out and i yep. was like okay but then I realized that like, this thing is PG thirteen.
2: Yep, yep. So what if
0: I have my thirteen year old son with me and I gotta watch a titty with him? Like that's weird. But how can yeah. how does Cameron get that pass?
2: I think uh, because it's history, you can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> if it happened in history, then you then you can
0: show a boob. Like, I was like, I was like, who gets to determine this censorship? Either nipples
2: like, are bad or they're are they are good. We can't like, just be deciding. Like if there was a movie about George Washington and there's just like a crazy anal scene they're just like <laughs> yeah like, that's PG because hey, that's hey, you're you learning doing? about back then they that's how they did it because <laughs> they didn't have condoms so they had to do it that way or else they'd get pregnant yeah. And so that's history. And so it's okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I
0: know Attell is a little on the rough side, but he's so innocent. And I think that he should be more
2: mainstream. I've never felt watching him that his point is more political than funny. But I think that he does have really... Some comedians, I feel, and they're not my favorites, are ones that... Will pick somebody in the crowd, and they'll go, "Look, a black guy. He's got a big dick. Ah, yeah, that's the joke." Oh, I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, to each their own, coach. Keep (laughs) keep that material coming. (laughs) I can't wait for uh, when comedy comes back, you're going to see me at a club like, oh, look at this guy, black guy, big dick, (laughs) and the crowd's going nuts. (laughs) And I just wink at you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I think that Attell is able to talk about uh, race and stuff like that. He's able to make jokes like that, especially being in New York where... A lot of tourists are there. He's able to do it in a way that I think is actually original when he says something and funny instead of just a stereotype that that some people might do. Um, Yeah, I just think he's the best. And we talked about it last week with Kinane. I don't think... It's possible that nobody has influenced more comedians than Dave Attell because so many comics that I would see were doing him in one way or another. Or I guess... Uh, maybe like a Louis or Chappelle also. Um, but I, de- and I, I definitely think tell is one of the most copied comics of all time. People uh, straight up sound like him, like their voice will change into him sometimes. It's very strange, but I get it because he's so fun to hear. He's he's a very fun comic to listen to and, and talk like. He's influential, he's
0: man. Absolutely. Now, speaking of influential, you got.
2: You got Petey Oh hell yeah I got Petey <laughs> He he has the potential to be influential He's very good Oh me. yeah Petey's voice is very fun uh, I love listening to Petey talk Petey is crazy and I fucking love him When uh, I played uh, On last week's episode I played Mia Jackson Who we did our half hours together The warm up comic For those uh, Comedy Central half hours Was Petey Diabreu And I, uh, I love Petey One of the funniest things to me He's doing his act. They told him to do, like, five minutes or so, and the the light was, like, on the monitor. So, like, they had a monitor to show you. Like, I, I put all my set list, basically, on the monitor, and it scrolls through throughout the set. And Petey had that as his light. It was, like, it had to tell him to wrap up. And he, I think he didn't see it. So, uh, like 10 minutes in, they go over the God bike. They're like, Petey, <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> but he's so funny. He just like put it up and he killed too. He was killing right out of the gate. It was very fun to watch. Uh, just a super funny dude. And I, I really love this clip of his, I was there live for this too. Actually, we recorded, for this? we recorded these the same night. I did one of these sets too. Uh, this was a comedy central stand up featuring set. He he's we, like he's like if 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 I just said to you Brooklyn comic like yes he, he's the person yes he is uh, he's a great voice of uh, of Brooklyn comedy uh, when comedy comes back he had some really hot shows in New York he has probably more shows than anybody I know in terms of shows that he's a part of or hosts yeah. or something the guy is a hustler and he's super super funny to talk to he's also just a super nice guy I like, I yeah, really real like true. talking to Petey. Uh, and this is him talking about Legionnaires disease. Here is PD Diabreu.
5: This is weird stuff going on in my neighborhood. They tell us to stay hydrated, but yet they poison the water. Yeah, there's a there's a disease in the water where I live called Legionnaires. I don't know if you heard about it. And I and I really feel like they're trying to kill us in the hood. Uh, but it ain't working because we don't drink water like that. So ha. <laughs> the joke is on them, you feel me? You want to kill us, you got to poison the shit we fuck with, you know? <laughs> you got to poison the Arizonas or some shit. You can't... you want to kill niggas, you got to fuck with the shit. You got to put legionnaires in the zonas. She really want to kill us. I'll be the first one to die, too. Like, if they put that shit in the Arizonas, because I drink, it's hard to say no to five gallons of sugar for 99 cents. Oh. That's my jam, son, Arizonas? I be bad and bougie with my Arizonas, so I ain't gonna front, I ain't basic with my shit. I'm bad, i bougie. I got the green tea, you know i You ever just get the green tea? Just get the green tea, you act better than people? You be like, yeah, nah, nigga, this is... It's not that mucho mango shit you used to, nigga. This shit, this shit different, nigga. You see the cherry blossoms on the can, nigga, this is different, son. Shit got ginseng and all that, nigga. You ain't never had no ginseng, nigga. This shit got antioxidants, nigga. I don't don't even know what oxidants is, but if Arizona ain't fucking with it, I ain't fucking with it, nigga.
2: All right, that was P.D. Abreu from Comedy Central Stand Up. Featuring, you can see that whole set on Comedy Central Stand Up YouTube page, along with plenty of other good stuff like hour-long sets from great comedians. And just like Netflix has its algorithm, I have the Tom Takar algorithm. If you like this, you like that. If you like Emmy Blotnick, I think you'll love Joe Firestone, Nate Fernald, and Paige Weldon. And if you like Dave Attell, check out Shane Torres. I know I've mentioned it before, but I think you'll love him. And Big J Okerson. And if you have any comments or questions for the pod, send them to suttpod at gmail.com or DM me directly. I got plenty of time for you. And like, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast, to the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Leave positive reviews. We appreciate them. And we appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. On behalf of me and Coach T, we love you. Bye.